The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome back to another episode Off Guard. I'm your host, Austin Rivers, with my guys, always co-host, Pasha Hagibi. What's good for that? What's going on, man? Uh, uh, what? Get what, into it. What, what do you want to get to? I want to, do you want to talk about the football over the weekend? Are we lagging here? Do you want to talk about Taylor Swift? Do you want to talk about, you want to talk about the Jesus Taylor Swift Jesus Christ. This is, was this a, I have that, a new perspective on it. I know well, we I, hated on it before. It's the most successful pop artist, right? Woman, whatever, in the world. It's the best tight end of all time. They're dating. They're winning. The cameras are on them. People are upset. I'm not mad. I totally get it. I'm not. I'm not hating anymore. No more hating. Are you still in the hater portion of this? Um, I just you know we gotta accept it for what it is. You know what I mean? At this point, they're not going anywhere. The attention of their relationship, the whole dynamic behind it. This is like the most American story you could have. You have a pop star dating like a cowboy. You know what I mean? That's kind of the personality of Travis Kelsey's a little bit more outgoing, um, you know, has all the, you know, charisma there, the face, the look, uh, white American, you know. You he's playing everything. with the, maybe the greatest quarterback of and all he's time. he's playing with, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And as his career continues to unfold, that's where, that's where it looks like it's headed. Um, and this guy's one of the best tight ends ever of all time. It's not the best, yeah. So yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's just, it's going to be a thing until it's not a thing. People are already tracking And then they, not if, being a thing is going to be a thing. People are trying to figure that out if sense. he can make it to the Super Bowl from Japan to Vegas and tracking flights and doing all sorts of things. They, that, they, that they, did, a whole, they did a whole report on it on CNN about how CNN, CNN, bro. You're supposed to be like daily news of like life, like real problems, things going on in the world. That's what CNN's for. We're talking yeah. about, we're breaking down the math of Taylor Swift's flight plan. If she can make it to her Tokyo tour trip <laughs> concert and back in time for the game or the game vice versa, whatever it is. Um, crazy stuff, man. But no, they're dope though. They're dope. They're dope. And even after the game, like bro, they kissed in front of people. I think, I think they said, I love you. That, yeah, that's no, what people were talking about. They, yeah, yeah they, they, they're they like, that was, they put it on the stage. He's going to the championship. Pop star, biggest pop star in the world is there. She's kissing him on the face. We've never seen her like this with anybody like this. She's always dated like these little dainty little fucking. <laughs> dainty. She's dated these like dainty. Peeny? Peeny? Peeny little dainty like <laughs> little guys that look like, they look like, I don't even know what they look like. You yeah. know what I mean? And then now she's dating like Travis Kelsey. So like it's, it's a shock for both worlds. Her fan base is not even used to this type of culture. A lot of people who listen to Taylor Swift aren't people that, you know. Well, it was reported she's brought in 33 million or something. The fact that that number can even be calculated is ridiculous. I don't know how you can even properly do that. Well, when they buy the jersey, they're like, I'm only doing this for Taylor Swift when they buy it at the team store. I'm just, <laughs> how do they calculate that? They, they mark it down? Yeah. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah. I, I don't know how they calculate that, but whatever. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe they just see the difference between 
they could look at the numbers what they were getting before Taylor. No, obviously, after, yeah. so that's probably where they get the numbers from. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's cool. They're dope. You Do know, you what I mean? at first, a, first uh, I was like annoyed by it, and then now it's just like you know what? They are actually they're, they're they're cool. You know, it is what it is. It's too. It's like if it bothers you, then. You might want to try to figure look that inward. out. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, it ain't going nowhere. It's only going to get bigger. If yeah. they win, my God, and she's there, like, it's just going to be... It's, it's already the most watched thing in the world, and then you add her to it, it's it's going to be... No, she's going to be, um, you know, but I think it's dope. I, I Listen, man, I'm all for athletes and and people of other... Crossover? Yeah, like, you know, the artist, nonetheless. You know, athletes yeah. are artists in their own way. Yeah, you, know what I mean? yeah, you had, uh, you had David Beckham and Posh Spice back yeah, in the day. Like, yeah, like, that's dope. You know what I mean? Uh, performers. Of the same, uh, you know, just in terms of adrenaline. Like, I'm sure they have that same when they're out there. Probably yeah. even more. It's just them. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's dope. I think it's cool. You have a Super Bowl prediction? Chiefs. You're rolling with them. It's they're a just, dynasty. He's just, yeah. They're, they're, they're like the Warriors, but even more, possibly, if they keep winning, of, of like the, of football right now. Yeah. What the Warriors were. Yeah. In their prime. You just knew, like, every year, like, who's going to the Who do you think you got with us? It's like, man. Probably, who the fuck's beating that team? Right. When they had KD. When KD's on that, that little stretch there, everybody's like, who the fuck is going to beat this team? No, no, teams, don't, besides the Rockets, during that time period, other teams were just trading they and tanking. Even, they wouldn't even they try would, to They compete. would, like, sit out guys versus the Warriors a lot of times, or, like, they wouldn't even play them. Yeah. Like, they knew you weren't winning the game. And everybody knew going into halftime, we're fucked. Because the third quarter would run around, and I don't know what would they would do in that locker room, that little group they had. And I'm talking about their core... I'll say the last year of the team before KD, even though they lost in the final. Oh, it was the best record of all time. Yeah, obviously. that team was nuts. And then, because um, I, I loved when they had Barbosa, Livingston, you know, Iggy was a little bit younger. They had a little group there that was really yeah. fucking good. Um, even like Zaza's dirty ass in there, like that team, like they had a, a pretty damn good team. Um, the team after that with KD was just, it was just too, too much. He fit. He fits so well with them. That's when he was. I mean, my God, he's still really good now, obviously. But um, I actually remember during that run with KD and the Warriors, teams weren't even making moves at the deadline. It was really quiet because people weren't even trying to compete. They were actually like playing for the future. Now that's yeah, why I give the Rockets yeah. a lot of credit. Daryl Morey Rockets during that time period. They're the only team that was actually like going for it. They were like, "Fuck it," and they had that three-two lead. Um, yeah. in the conference final. So they, they went for it. You got to give them credit. No one else was really going for it. Them and the Cavs, obviously. LeBron, yeah. you have LeBron, you have to go for it. But everyone else, yeah. You know, yeah, that's how it felt. There were a couple teams that were competitive at that time. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, it, 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 it was it was deflating. You know, they, they you would have to play such great basketball just to compete with that team. Right. Just to be in the game. Yeah. You know, that doesn't even mean winning. Like you would be playing, you could be having a game where like everyone's hitting, everyone's hooping. It's one of those nights, and like you're up seven, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, bro. It's like a Thursday for them. It's a random game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be nuts. I will say this: the team I played for, we both teams I've ever played for, I think, are the two teams that have always given them the most problems. Right. Um, so you know a lot about the up close and personal. You know these war these warriors. I played for the Clippers. Yeah. And then right after that, not. Much later, I played for the Rockets. The two right. teams that were like, bro, you know, we had games where the series was tied 2-2. Series was 3-2. I mean, we were com- it was a competitive series. Yeah. I remember we lost two straight, went back home, won two straight. 2-2. Like, we're at this point, man. We were, You know what I mean? Like, that's a competitive series. Yeah. So, they just finished. They got the job done. Um, so, yeah, give them credit for that. Whatever. Speaking of KD, I actually just went to the Suns Magic game over the weekend and saw him. But D-Book was the one that stole the show. He had 44. Uh, Magic won, though. And one thing that I took away from sitting there, I, was, I had some good seats. I was up there courtside. And the one thing I noticed— I know, I know. Trust me, you know. What, you think I was posting too much you, on Instagram you, you, about you, it? You were, you were seven stories of, like, different mid-range no, no, shots no, from dude. Devin. It was insane, bro. It was, it was, like, like, what it was is... like two stories. I can't post a little bit. How come I'm not allowed to, like— <laughs> He was going off, okay? I'm not, it was, I, I got a little hyped. And uh, one thing I noticed about the Magic, though, is that their closing lineup, they were so gigantic, bro, like in person. The Magic? Their, their closing lineup, they were 6'4", 6'10", 6'10", 6'11", 6'10". Magic won that game, too. Yeah, they, they held the Suns in the fourth quarter that eight minutes without a field goal. What do you think about, was, was everyone playing? I didn't watch yeah. that game. You know what? Bradley Beal had a mask on. I could tell he was like taking it on and off. He was really struggling with that mask. I've heard people that have worn that mask. Have you ever had to wear one? But he's worn it for. He's worn it before. Yeah, he he was taking it on and off. He could tell. I I said something to him actually. I was like, man, you should, like take the mask off. He's like, I'm about to, bro. Like this thing is annoying. 
was definitely struggling. He had a lot of wide open shots too. That's something that's gonna end up. He's gonna end up knocking them down. But with the that's sense, that's but that's new for him though. Yeah, it's it's is different. that tougher to hit an open shot, bro? It's it's not fun when the rabbit got the gun. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but no, it's 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 different, man. And obviously, Brad Brad's an excellent player. Um, it's just dangerous if he's gonna get open shots. And you saw him last time. Very dangerous thing in the, in, the play, in the playoff games when it's the game is slowed down and so much attention is being drawn on Devin and Kevin. And you've got a guy like Brad Beal getting open shots. That's a dangerous thing. And Grayson Allen's leading the NBA in three-point percentage, yeah, too. so you got two snipers. Because yeah. even though, you know, I don't know what Brad's percentages are right now. They might not be good, whatever, whatever. We all know how well Brad can shoot and how well he can score. So leaving a guy like that open, period, is just nuts. Yeah. So it's just new for him. This guy's mm-hmm. been on the other side his whole career. He's been a guy who's caught the ball, and it's his time to do his thing. And when the, when the rebound came, he was one of the first options to come down off pick and roll, bag, bag, bag work, bag work, you know, score, make play, score, make play, draw attention, kick. Now you're sitting there with no rhythm sometimes because you're not getting the ball every play. The, the team's based around these two guys. These You got superstars on your team. You got yeah. two of them. So, like, you know, Brad's having to adjust and play off these guys. You know what I'm saying? That's a new position for him to do. That's going to take time. Um, you know what I mean? I would advise, like, not that I'm trying to coach him or anything like that, just because Brad's an unbelievable player. But as a teammate, I would say, like, you should watch Ray Allen. Yeah. And, and, I'm, said not, that and, I'm, and I'm not saying this because, yeah. like, the docs, Celtic, like, bro, fuck all that stuff. I'm just saying pure, just talking about a player going from a similar role and learning how to fit in a team. And they won their first year together. People forget. That's why that team was so iconic. For a lot of ways, they were a hard-nosed team. They played defense. They had good offense. They had superstars come together, the big three, and they won first year. They did that year. preseason thing in Rome, remember? Yeah, it was, it was, like, the it was whole, like a dream season. They had the, yeah, the Rome, then Buntu, the whole thing they embodied. Like, there's just a lot of personality and emotion with that team. And it was the first championship won since fucking Larry Bird. Right. Okay? So, like, it meant a lot. So that's why that team is. People are always like, that 2008 is so overhyped. It's like, no, it's not, bro. Yeah. And they also beat a team that won the next two years. Yeah. They, 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 and a Kobe MVP yeah, they, season. They, they took a ring away from Kobe, bro. Like, that's why. It's like in a Jordan era, like Utah getting one. It's, yeah. it's a big deal, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, fuck. So uh, people, you know, draw that up as whatever. But yeah, back to this topic. Ray Allen was unbelievable in those series. I mean, I don't know if you people remember the Bulls series. That Bulls series could have went either way with Tibbs was coaching the Bulls. And ben had, Gordon was Ben Gordon was having fifty point games, and Derrick Rose was having thirty point. Joe Kim going coast to coast. Joe Kim going coast. That team was <laughs> talking about personality and playing hard. Luol Dang, like they had boozer. Like well, people forget about Luol. <clears throat> Luol Dang slipped through the cracks over the years too. Well, that's because towards the tail end he was hurt so much, and he made a lot of money in the I end. I hate that and people remember you for the your for the bag. Your end of the year season. It's your end. It's of your just career. because you got like that seventy million, and he's like still getting paid or something like that, and he hasn't. So no one's Bobby Bonilla. They're just stretching it but out. We so. don't have. I don't know the funny the. The crazy thing about that is he got that contract playing for the Lakers, and no one ever saw him. I don't think I, I don't think I saw him on the bench. He was like a ghost. Like I, I, don't, think, I don't think he ever showed up. I don't even yeah. know what happened. So people remember him for that, not really being like, I, I shouldn't say people. I'd say younger people might know him for that. People who know basketball know who fucking Will Dang is. I, that's not what I remember, remember him for. He got paid big money before that for a reason. He was a good player. Well, he was the okay, so nicest shit on the Bulls. And even in his high school class, he was the second best player behind LeBron James in his high yeah, school no, like, class. Yeah, no, like, dang, been valid. Then one and done at Duke. Then went one and done at Duke. You know something about that? Yeah. Then, um, he, then he goes to the pros and was nasty, bro. Nasty. Yeah. And uh, even when he, you know, he played a little bit for the Cavs and the Heat, and he was still putting up numbers there, too. That's why he got that $70 million in the first place. But, yeah, so I, uh, I do agree, though, that Bradley Beal is in that Ray Allen role. We've talked about that before in pods where, yeah. you know, Ray Allen was the man in his Seattle. Go look at Ray Allen's Seattle highlights. The guy was unbelievable. And him going from that to the Celtics. And yeah, you're you're open and your game's changed and it's not going to be more, it's going to be less ISO and more catch and shoot. But uh, listen, if him and Grayson are going to be open, the Suns are going to be tough to beat. If Book's going to score, you know, 44, and I think he's averaging like 50 in his last four games or something yeah. crazy. Uh, they beat the Heat last night, who are struggling. I want to talk about them a little bit. They've lost seven straight mm. ever since Spolster's got that extension, and they got Terry Rozier. You think these are positive things, but they're struggling. Are the Heat in the? Are they the kind of team though that you don't worry about them in the regular season? They've just been so good at the playoffs, or do you have a little concern? Um, I don't. I don't have the worry. I would say I don't have the worry. Um, I do think the heat of those teams or is that team that when the playoffs rolls around, they kind of just snap into form. They kind of get to go into the playoffs. They have the ultimate strength, right? Because they built this thing now. Now it's the thing that everybody knows. The heat are dangerous in the playoffs. 
whether that's true or not, doesn't matter. What's out there is that they are. So they get the feet off of that. It, there's no pressure behind it because if they do lose, like, oh, well, he didn't have, you know. Well, the Celtics are better, right? The Celtics are better. Bucks you know, are better. Bucks yeah. are better. And, and the Phillies better. You know, New York, even the Knicks are better. You know, like, so if they well, lose. Yeah. We'll talk about them later, too. Yeah. So if they lose, they lose. But if they win, then it's like, man, it's, t-, you know what I mean? Like, so they good to go in there free, bro. Like, they go into these playoffs free. Yeah. Because they do underachieve in the regular season. And I say underachieve because what they see, what I see in the playoffs the past couple of years, especially last year, that is not the same team in the regular season. They're always like a seventh, eighth seed, bro. Sixth seed, fifth seed, maybe at best, like crawling in there, and then they get to the conference finals, bro. Yeah. So that tells me something. We in the play-in last year, they get blown out by the Hawks, and yeah, absolutely blown yeah, out, yeah, and then they ever, go to the finals. Then they go to the finals, bro. That's crazy. So it's just like they're like extremes are <laughs> yeah. so extreme that like the pressure on them is not there. So they get to like, bro, they play free basketball, and free basketball with guys like Jimmy, and then you got Tyler, you had Rozier. You got Bam, and you got a coach like Eric Spolstra, Duncan Robinson. You got shooting around. Like, bro, that team's dangerous. They got a great rookie, Jaime Hawkins. Like, they got talent. Yeah. And they get the most out of these guys that are undrafted or, you know, just like a thing guys. There. Everyone plays out of their mind there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you go there. I mean, and it happens when they leave there. Well, Struess has been solid for Cleveland. Cleveland yeah, just hasn't been as good the as The Lakers just take the me. Kendrick Nunes and the Gabe Vincents. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. He shouldn't send any other players to, 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 to the Lakers. The Lakers shouldn't take any more players from the Heat. Yeah. Although Nunn can hoop, man, a lot of that's situational. I think Nunn got game, bro. No, I, yeah. I like Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. And I like uh, I like Gabe Vincent too. Yeah, Gabe Vincent's actually just been hurt. Yeah, he's just, he, yeah, he hasn't really got a chance. Um, we'll see when he gets healthy how he fits in there. He'll probably be good for them in the playoffs, yeah. honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, We'll see. Uh, back to the Brad thing. I think that'd be dope if he if he like can tailor this game around, like like Ray Allen did. Yeah. Catch and shoot, man. Catch and shoot. Down screen. Down screen. Catch and shoot. Down screen. S- find the open space more. Look at look how Ray would just be like, bro. His feet were just like gliding around the three point line, like as the play was going. He would just find that spot. Pa. Quick shot. Brad's got a beautiful jump shot. Yeah. Quick release. Go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you'll have your moments where you catch it. Do your thing. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're going to have ISO plays too, Brad. You're Brad Beal. I'm sure in the second unit, they'll like bring you out, probably bring you out the game early, come back in the second unit, like do your thing. They'll always have one of those other guys out there, though. Right. And that's what's dangerous about Phoenix, right? Brad, they're, just Brad, always, they're always going to have a Kevin guy. Kevin and Devin will always be on the floor. One of them will always be. Yeah. So it just, yes, it's very, it's very dangerous. And then you have shooting like when Eric, I think Eric will be really good for them in the playoffs. But you have Eric, Grayson, Brad, with Devin, Kevin. That little death lineup, they call it, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, that shit is, man. I still feel like they would benefit from a point guard on the roster. Like, just but that's all matchup related, too. Like, can you imagine them doing the death lineup with, with fucking Denver? Too big, bro. Yeah. They'd get murdered. You know yeah. what I mean? They wouldn't get murdered. It'd be interesting how that, how Denver would guard. How, uh, who would, uh, well, I think, I feel like they got Nurkic for that reason. Nicola, right? Nicola would guard Eric, or he'd have to guard Eric or Grayson. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a guard Brad. But then they got to flip the, on the other side. They got to guard him. Well, that, yeah, that's the problem. And yeah. Kevin wouldn't get in foul trouble. Well, that's why. So that's why it makes like, you know, Draymond Green all those years when the Warriors could do that, you know, that little, that little death lineup they had. They could do that because Draymond Green could run and gun and on defense can guard anybody, right? Yeah, and guard what made them five. so special. Yeah. Yeah. And throw Iggy in there. Yeah. But they'd switch, man, and they would just switch everything. What was it? The Hamptons Five? What do they call it? I don't know what they what they heard of that. <laughs> you never heard of that? <laughs> no. But they had it'd be Iggy, Draymond, Clay, and then they'd have Steph out there. But then like the, that other guy would either be like a Livingston or it'd be something like this. It's like, bro, you're coming off as like a six, seven guy. You're sitting there. It's like, bro, it, it was it was hard. You had to like hit people with shit to get to the basket. Yeah. And then Draymond's a roamer. He always roams. Even he's flawed in his in his help defense. Like he's not like low man. Like, he's always low man, even if he's not the low man. He's not going to run in there and go try to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he has no rules. He kind of just floats about and, like, runs their defense. Um, So, you knew if you got past him, you had Draymond at the rim with some bullshit. Uh, man, they were good. Well, speaking of the Warriors, uh, I would say maybe the best game of the season. We watched it together. We were actually at, watching it off my phone at a hogan <laughs> Unbelievable game. <laughs> um, double overtime with the Lakers. Uh, that's just, I'm so happy that we get to see these like epic, still these classic battles between LeBron and Steph. I know yeah. you're really enjoying it. And then you and me kind of talked about where Steph ranks all time. Where would you have him? Obviously, we have him top 10. We have him maybe as the best point guard of all time. It's between him and Magic. Where do you personally have him all time? I know you have Michael Jordan, one, LeBron, two, Kobe, three. I know you always say that. 
Yeah, people get mad at me when I put Kobe three, but I. No, no, but a lot of Hoopers. It's a Hoopers thing for sure. Yeah, Kobe's three, bro. Basketball bro, bro, players we're, always we're, talking, have, bro, we're talking about like basketball lover, basketball gym rat, basketball, basketball like legend, say. icon, cultural, on the court, off the court, impact, had that like fucking DNA as like a killer, like really, really like one of those guys. We're talking about Hooper Hoopers and LeBron does too. It's just different than Michael and then Kobe's. Michael's and Kobe's was more extreme. LeBron's is more nonchalant, but he's still a killer in his own right. It's just different. He almost, kill, he almost kills you with kindness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, that's kind of scary in his own right. People don't talk about that with LeBron. But those three are just, it's those three. And right. then we can make a list after that. But that's the three, bro. Yeah. And everybody knows I that. I think, listen, I, I always notice. Kobe's NBA top three, players bro. always say that Kobe's, Kobe's top, top three. Kobe's top three, bro. He's right there. He's right they there. They have other people. And he's close. Other basketball, like, you know, like analysts, things like that. They might, they would, they would throw in the, obviously. They'll, they, they throw in the They the history in there. They, they throw, the throw, Kareem throw, and the throw in the Kareem's and the Magic's. I've always th- told you Duncan and Kobe have a legit argument. No, no, Duncan in there. They'll throw yeah. Shaq in there. You know what I mean? You, so where's Stefan? Well, he's not with those guys. He's right there. He's right there in that mix. He's not LeBron, Kobe, and, and um Right, Michael. so he's that next tier. He might be the tier right after that. I don't know yet. Yes, he's in that next tier. He's in that next tier. So like, I'm, I'm going, you got LeBron, Michael, Kobe, right? And then right after that three, right after that three, I'm going like Magic, Kareem. And that's where I throw Steph in there. I throw a Shaq in there. You know what I mean? I throw Carl Malone in there. That mix gets in there. Those guys. Yeah. Kevin Durant is in there. It's a little high. It is a little high for Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Kevin is just so good, bro. He's just so nasty, man. Godly. This guy's like 30, 35. He's going to be 36. Just handing out 30, 40 pieces almost every other night, man. Just turn around, jump shot. Yeah. Just nothing but net, bro. Nutty shit, man. He makes the toughest basketball mm-hmm. shots per game more than probably. I mean, there's a statistic. A statistic covering attempted <laughs> shots with a hand in your face, he'd probably be leading in in in, in that. So, staying with that Lakers Warriors game, though, I have two questions I want to ask you about that after that game. The two questions I have are: first of all, is Jonathan Kaminga the second best player on the Warriors? Yes, he has to be. Because I heard you mention some things when we were watching, and I said that. Yeah, I said he's the second best player on the team. He has to be. That's nothing against Clay. Clay has had an unbelievable, unbelievable. NBA career. Hall of Fame, first ballot, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Stamp, stamp, stamp. Right now, his career, where he's a little bit old, he's a little bit older, still an effective player, still got a lethal jump shot and a guy that come playoff time, you best believe it. This is a guy that can have a big game, especially if it's game six. <laughs> um, so that's all there. But for their team to be successful and compete realistically at the level that they want to and that they think they can get at, they lost pool. It's a very underrated loss. He provided a lot of scoring and he alleviated a lot of pressure off Clay and Steph. He's another guy that was capable of going for 27 points. And Wiggins was playing fucking much better. Wiggins needs to get back to his shit. He's a really good player. He's talented as fuck. He's getting a little bit better. And Wiggins needs to like get to Wiggins form. I'm not saying he's got average 25, man. You got Steph there. But like he needs to be an 18 to 20 point every night. Like every night. Um, but Kaminga has to be that guy, bro. They have to push him. Not only for the benefit of this team right now, but for the fucking future, bro. He's the only valuable young asset that they have right now is Kaminga. He's the guy. Yeah. All right, so my next question for you after watching that game, and this is a serious debate because I know the pictures before in media day, there was a big three with the Lakers. Is D'Angelo Russell actually the third best player in the Lakers? Yes, he is the best player in the Lakers. Third best player in the Lakers. Um, And that's, listen, Austin Reeves is a great player. Good player. Good role player, talented. Um, D'Angelo Russell can just do things from a scoring aspect and just from an vision standpoint. There are some things like players can't teach. Like D'Angelo Russell's, he's just a more talented basketball player than 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 Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is good too. But wait, in the playoffs, who could you count on more? We only have one thing to go off of. I've seen D'Lo cook in the playoffs too, bro. With Brooklyn, um, you know, but but obviously last year Lakers, he had some good series. He didn't play well in the last series versus Denver. But he played really well in the Memphis series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I've seen it. I've seen they I see them both have good games and bad games. Right. I could say Delo's Delo financially and Delo in terms of from a pressure standpoint, he's the third best player. They expect more from Delo. If Delo put up Reeves' numbers, they would he would have been traded a month ago. 
people were mad at D'Lo saying he's not doing enough. And he doesn't do this and he doesn't fit in and doesn't play defense, all these things. Some true, some not true, some valid points, maybe not. When he's averaging like 17-something points per game, bro. If he was averaging like 12 or 13 like Austin Reeves, I think he's averaging like 13, 14. He would be cast. He'd be so he has to be the third best player. Right. So, but is it fair to say? But they don't say, give him that though. Is it fair to say then that Delo's ceiling and floor are just way wider and crazier than Austin Reeves? Austin Reeves is more steady. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we know what we're going to get with Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is going to give you 10, 11 points. He's going to play hard on defense. Even if he's not a great defender, which he's not, they, he gets picked on a lot. He still gives you max effort. And he can have, you know, big rebounds. You know, he could score. He's going to be efficient to the most part. If he's not having a big game, he's not going to be playing just absolutely awful. Reeves is going to be solid. Yeah. Delo's extremes are either he's playing bad and turning the ball over a lot, or he has like 37. You know what I mean? Like he, because yeah. he's nutty like that. He's tough, bro. So, you know, he has to be the third best player. A, a great example would be that play versus the Warriors, that whole segment, that like two minute segment in overtime that D'Lo had. He had like a couple missed shots, a couple near turnovers, and then three turnovers in a row. And then this guy launched a fucking three. I, I, I'm going to transition this down. three. I'm going to pull this up right now. I'm watching it right now. The first play, he comes off a double drag. Going to his left. Goes to the laid up. Goes right off the glass. No foul. Headed the other way. It's pretty much a turnover. Which that, a normal person after that would be like, all right, I'm going to defer to LeBron. Yeah, I just, we're, we're in overtime. I just banged it off the glass. Second overtime, right? Yeah. You know, you would think, all right. So now he comes off. Comes off a pick and roll LeBron. Doesn't give LeBron the ball. LeBron's hot. Ball's deflected up in the air. AD somehow gets the ball. They still are managed to score. But could have been a turnover. The ball went like 50 feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> The following play, LeBron wants to pick and roll again so he can hit him. Turns the ball over. Wiggins gets a piece on it. This is getting nutty. The following fucking play, he gets the ball inbounds, gets it back. Another pick and roll with LeBron, trying to get this man the ball. He goes baseline, turns it over again, bro. Three in a row. This following play leads to an open miss three. They give it to D'Lo. The man pulls up for a three cashes it right a nut job shot it's a level of irrational confidence a that. nut job shot nutty shit bro let me tell you something man they got to find that clip of him getting the ball in slow motion and the smile on this man's face like he, he didn't just turn ball, it over through he looked times? someone commented about it the other day saying he, he's a complete psychopath for it and it's so comedy bro yeah because the look on his face after having a deflection a missed layup and three turnovers in a row to run like that to get the ball and smile as if you were going to launch it through LeBron, <laughs> you can hear if you, if you play the clip slowly, LeBron's in the background talking to him like, yo, give me the fucking ball. Yeah. Give me the ball back. What does that say? Obviously, the Lakers have some kind of belief in him that they keep rolling with him, keep playing through him in that double overtime, even though he was messing up. No, because that's because he hits shots like that. Right. Because he and gets that's to, what I mean when his ceiling is just what he could he could have a just a crazier game by than the way, he's capable as, of. As psychotic as it is and as crazy it is, the way this guy gets the ball, that little grin he had before he just launched and hits the three. It's that type of confidence that, you know, is why he's essential to this team at the same time. Don't sleep on D and D'Lo right now is he's hooping, bro. Has he played his way out of the trade talks? Absolutely. You I mean, could have transferred so. Dejounte Murray now. For, no, no. I'm letting D'Lo rock. Yeah, I'm letting D'Lo go. No. So if you're the Lakers, you make a small move. There's just nothing right there on the market in terms of the trade market of guys who want to be moved and then are going to be moved that I think are, if they are better than D'Lo, it's not by that much, or it's a different type. Maybe maybe like Dejounte Murray is a better player than D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, sure, but. Fit-wise, I don't know if it fits with the Lakers. D'Lo's a better shooter. They need spacing around Braun and AD. I just think he's a better fit there than DeJounte. I think DeJounte would be great. DeJounte would be great for the fucking Magic. I think there's a variety of teams that DeJounte might be great uh, great for. I thought he would have been good for the for the Heat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he could play defense. He probably would have fit in there very well. As, you know. Well, like you said earlier, everyone fits good with the Heat. Everyone plays their best basketball yeah, with the Heat. Yeah, true. But I feel like his makeup, you know, he's a tough guy, defender, all those yeah. things. I think he would have fit in that whole culture down there in Miami for sure. Um, besides the fact that they love defensive guards. Obviously, Kyle Lowry wasn't that, but he did a lot of things for them. Yeah, They're, they're going to miss, you know, we talked about it. You know, they don't really need a, a, a leader. They have plenty of that. And Miami's organization, 
let alone the team with Jimmy and whatnot. But spiritually, Kyle was very significant to that team. Right. You could just feel it. He had a he had a personality on that team. And, you know, they'll miss that a little bit. But and it's looked a little rocky with Terry so far, but it will help in the long run, this trade with Terry. And the playoffs, Terry's gonna be huge for them. He will. He'll provide scoring, which is what they'll need sometimes, seriously, especially a game. What happens when Jimmy's not playing well and he's not super Jimmy every game in the playoffs? Yeah. Him or Tyler have to have big games. Right. So that's all that is. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Since our last pod, the all-star starters were announced and the two biggest, um, let's say, headliners, the snubs were Jalen Brunson in the East and Steph Curry in the West. It was the first time Steph hasn't started while being healthy man. in a really long time. Weird. Which some people were embracing it and saying it's a new era, right, with Shea and everything like that. And other people were like, mm, you need Steph in the all-star game. He's obviously, he's everyone's favorite. He's like yeah. the, he is an all-star game kind of guy. Um, first of all, do you think Jalen Brunson should have started over Damian Lillard? I do. I do. Um, Damian Lillard is a, you know, fucking legend himself. Top 75, you know, you name it. Uh, and is an all-star, by the way. So is well-deserving. Congrats to Damian Lillard. If I'm saying, you know, starter, I think everybody thought, you know, Jalen Brunson season. It's been incredible what he's done when, when New York. He's put himself even ahead of Julius. And really, he's, he's the best player on the team. Yeah. Um, they're having a great year. They're dangerous, and he's at the forefront of that. Yeah. And he's played just so much better than anybody could ever even imagined him playing. That trade from Dallas, everybody knew Brunson had game. We just saw it in the playoffs. Do we think he was an all-star? You know, let alone people were debating whether he's a 1A guy. A couple of years later, at his size and his height, and with his lack of athletic ability, what he is doing in the NBA is remarkable. And his footwork is fucking insane. This guy gives people the, the blues every day, bro. That highlight shit versus Miami, man, him backing guys down who are 6'8". This guy's like six foot, backing him down. Uh-uh. Footwork. Hezzy. I mean, man, he's so tough, bro. I, I would have to put him at the, at the starting job. Yeah. And other guys, obviously, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Max, who were two guys that are probably in consideration. Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. Well, now, having a secret, secretly, quietly, a really good season. Well, now that Dame's starting, yeah. it's going to get tricky in that Ulster. Someone's not going to make it. Yeah. Well, I, I, you wanted, I know you thought Derek White might have a chance. I just thought, no, that's, right. that's, yeah. that's done. That's done. Yeah. That's done. That's done. But he was playing well. And he still is playing well, but he was playing like really well during that stretch. But no, he's not. Derek White shouldn't be in the All Star game over those guys. He shouldn't be in the All Star game over Tyrese Max yeah. or Donovan Mitchell. It's absurd. Yeah. And you knew Halliburton was going to start. It's in Indianapolis, and he's having obviously a really good season. On the West, 
uh, a Western Conference side of things. What do you think about Steph Curry not making it? Well, he's going to make the All Star game, right? But not. But no, he hasn't played better than Luke or or Shea. So you think you think that you think they got it right? Besides the Bruns, the they West Western Conference got it right. Yeah, they did get it right. Yeah, I like both. Yeah, I like both the lineups. I mean, I wish Jalen Brunson should have been a starter. Yeah, but um, on the West, it looks pretty solid to me. Yeah, who was it? It was it was uh. It was, it's Jokic, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Shea, Luka. I, I mean, Devin could have gone in there maybe. It's just tough. I mean, you can't look at the people's stats anymore. Like back in the day, obviously 10, you know, 15 years ago, you could look at the stats as an indicator. The stats now are just, we talked about before, USA inflation. It's just that they're out of this world. Donovan Mitchell's stats right now, the fact that he's not a starter, if you look at them, pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. The numbers nowadays, I mean, we were talking about this the other day. How many guys get to have 70, man? Yeah. And I know guys have I don't, the game's advanced. It just has right evolution of the game. Guys are more skilled. That's why you got guys shooting from deeper. Um, you know the, the the evolution of the handle, the euro step, all the movements that have been created, the moves that have been created, the step back, the double step back, the draw of the foul, the pace of the game. How the game's called, how the game is played, analytics. Well, Brian Windhorst recently said that he thinks with this scoring boom that and the NBA is gonna make some changes in the rules in the offseason to give the defenders a little more freedom because this is I think it is getting a little out of hand. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, Luca just cracked 70. We haven't even talked about that yet. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, look yeah. at all these things that have changed, bro. Yeah. But do you so think that doesn't make for a better do product? I, I don't know the answer to that yet. I haven't I I've, I'm just we're just seeing this right now, this boom. It's 60 and 60 and 70. 60 and 70. losses. And, and teams are still, yeah, people have scored 16 losing games. Yeah. I know Finchie was hard on on Carl, but Broski, if, if any player scores 60, your team should have probably fucking won that game. You know what I'm saying? Somehow. Yeah. yeah. So that only happens when like there's, there's just no defense being played consistent or the NBA is not, it's making it too hard on defensive. I, I don't know what... Also, the a, Brooklyn Nets had 147 points last. That's what I'm saying, bro. And they don't have an all, guys sniffing the All Star game. No, 147 that's, points. Yeah, bro, that's crazy. As I, an 11 year NBA vet, you, you can't love the way that. No, NBA bro. Is going. I, I watch these games and it's like 88, 88 at halftime, and yeah. I'm just like, yo, this is like it's getting to the point where like 20 points per game, 30 point game. It's not special anymore because you got guys scoring 70 the other night. Again, I know the game has developed. I'm all for that. I know guys are more skilled now. I know all these things are there. I'm, I see all that. I understand all that. There has to be something else though than this. I'm not the biggest fan of this though. I don't want 170 to 170, bro. That's nasty business, bro. There's only 48 minutes of the game. It'd be one thing if we were extending the games longer somehow, then right. I'd get it. Bro, this is the same amount of minutes that were played 20 years ago. I know we're going to have higher scores now. We shoot more threes, analytics, like I said for the 100th time, the evolution of basketball. We're all there and I understand that and I love that. It is a little bit Nasty work. What I'm seeing, 90 points. The highlights of the Luka game, bro. That defense Hawks. played by the Hawks. I wanted to throw up. Yeah. And it's just like, but that's. I mean, bro. Even like Carl scoring 62, bro. Devin goes in the. I will say this. Devin's 60 something was like probably one of the most efficient, hardest earning. He had that Naismith guy all over him. That guy was just getting torched. And he was playing good defense. That was actually like a. That was a legit 60. But still, it's just like, bro. This is getting, and then a beat score 70 to think, you know, like a couple nights prior, his shit is ugly every night. Every time Joel goes out there, it's like, who the hell is guarding this guy? Yeah. It's just like, bro, I don't know if they have to change rules in the defense. Maybe they need a little more hand checking, allowing a little bit more body. Maybe like you could get like a second or two to, I don't, I don't know. But, right. and again, I, I don't want 88 to 88 as the final score. I just don't want 88 to 88 at halftime. Right. And that's, that's what you're getting right now. That's what we're the getting. The Jazz right. just cracked 80 and a half recently, too. It's just like these aren't even, these aren't the 2016 Warriors doing this, right? I mean, it's like any team that's not even in the playoff hunt is doing it. Like you said, like Brooklyn Nets had 147 last night. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't love it. Andre Kurlenko recently had some comments to say. He said, if you want to watch good basketball, go watch the EuroLeague. Because NBA, that's not a good basketball right there. Well, yeah, the leading score in Europe is Mike James, I think, right now, or the EuroLeague. Yeah. And he's averaging 19 points a game. Yeah. To give you perspective. But they have a defensive three. They don't have defensive three yeah, seconds. I, no, no, no. You can't do that in the NBA. Yeah. You, first off, that's nasty basketball. So I understand what Carolyn was saying. My brother, we, we, it's hard to play in the NBA. You can't be in that paint for three seconds. Right. And the NBA athletes are so supreme that if you clear that, that paint for three seconds and try to come back, you might meet your maker. Yeah, <laughs> you go up there and you're gonna come down hard. 
get right. bodied, bro. So, you know, is what it is. I, that's not the answer. But that is the difference. And that's a major difference. Yeah. You know. Well, in the EuroLeague, you just don't have someone pounding the ball like that or anything. Also, think you can, I think incorporating some of the EuroLeague rules isn't bad. If the ball is like bouncing around the rim, you should be able to smack that thing off of there. You know how it is in, in, in the EuroLeague? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always funny watching when Team USA plays in FIBA and then they kind of just forget that that role exists. Yeah, the yeah. see another team do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, that that that's a dope thing. I mean, I don't know how much that would change. It's 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 not that, bro. It's the way the game's officiated. Right. And you you there was a highlight that and you it's, and saw. it's also it's also, I have to say this. It's the youth of the NBA. Just call for what it is, man. What do you mean by that? Look how young the NBA is, bro. Look at who's playing every night on these TV screens. That you're you're saying this is almost like AAU. Bro, it's stuff. AAU basketball, bro. It's yeah. 170 to 170, bro. Yeah. When someone has 40, how do you let them get 30 more after that? There has to be something that... It has to, I, listen, this is a non-basketball player saying this. Is there like a pride situation? I've you never, tell me. If someone has like 50 points on me, bro, which has happened, bro. I've gotten in foul trouble and you know things like that have happened. You're not scoring 20 more after that. <laughs> <laughs> not with me in the game. Yeah. I'm fouling out or, or I'm getting thrown out. So that's the difference. One, right? one of the so, two. Like, so, like, for example, if it was the 80s or 90s, Charles Oakley. I'll lose, I'm going to lose you, my way. You get, yeah, you get into a hot start. Charles Oakley probably throws you on the ground. You're probably not driving for a while. Brother Bill Lambeer would have hit him with an elbow at like 40. I'm like, brother, cut it out. 40? Way before that. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, just say, and again, I don't, I'm not for that. Because then, like, Draymond does something, and we're all like, get him out of the NBA. Yeah. Can't have it both ways, right? Right. So I'm, I, I don't, I'm not advocating for any physical harm to any players. The way it's officiated and how young the NBA is now, how the game's being played at the pace it's playing, it's all offense, 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 offense. Like, defense is a lost art. Only, like, the really, really good teams who are actually competing for championships play defense. Right. And the NBA just overall as a whole, it's just some nasty work right now. A lot of it's just due to youth, I'm telling you. The NBA is so fucking young. It's like AAU basketball, bro. It's like an extension of college. It's like all the D1 hoopers who are really, really, really good. It's called a league, the NBA now. Yeah. That's like what it is, bro. I'm not saying I hate it. I'm, I'm just saying I would like a healthy mix of defense in there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the youth of basketball, but it is younger now. Right. I saw a highlight where Kobe went for, you know, 60 and... They were like, the 60 back then just looks a little different than the 60 now. And Kobe, Kobe was hit 60 off like mid-range fadeaways. Yeah. That's why I was saying that Devin 60 at Indiana was was really valid. He yeah. was really cooking those dudes. That looked like a Kobe 60. Yeah. Like Kobe had 62 and three quarters and then 81. So I guess you could argue back then it was, but like the, that's why it was more phenomenal. Right. Well, Kobe 81 just sounded like such an astronomical number when he did it. And now you're getting, you know, multiple guys in a season getting 70. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing. Another well, now it begs, will someone hit 100 again? And the answer is probably yes. Someone will get there. Yeah. It's nuts, though, man. 70, having 30 on top of that, I don't know if that's possible, bro. Like, I, I think about how Joel was so dominant that game. I'm, I'm like imagining him having 30 more. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so recently, Jokic has now been the betting odds favorite to win MVP this year, obviously, because Joel, they're anticipating he's going to miss too many games and not get the award. Another guy that's missed a lot of games, Tyrese Halliburton, he might not get all NBA if he misses a few more games too. The re I have an issue with that because you're going to see years from now, you're going to look at this year, the MVP, all NBA, and Bill Simmons has always said this, it's supposed to be kind of like a yearbook of the season and kind of tell the story of that year. And this year, it's not going to tell the story, right? Joel's probably not going to get MVP. And Tyrese Halliburton won't make an all NBA team. And then they have the one game that they didn't count for Tyrese because he played 19 minutes. Yeah. And the rule is you have to play over 20 minutes for it to count as a game. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? Right, so do you, do you agree? How would you, obviously they're trying to fix load management and they did it for the Clippers, but Kawhi and Paul George just keep playing games. Do you agree with this rule? It sounds like you don't. No, I don't like it. Yeah. And I think there will be a little outrage if Joel just, he, if he misses it and doesn't get it, right? And Tyrese Halliburton not making an all-NBA team, I think is a crime. He's been probably the best point guard this year. Yeah. So you do, you're completely against that rule? I, I don't like the rule. But I understand why they put it in place. It's to get these stars to play. Yeah. But when guys actually have real injuries. Do you see how Tyrese Halliburton did a split on the court? No, I know. I know. I and know. now he's going to get, now he's, it's like, so that's it's where, not load so management. That's, 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 that's where this dynamic comes in. That's where the, the complication sets in. Yeah. But then you have guys like Joel that hasn't played in Denver in five seasons. Is he ducking the Nuggets? But the guy just put up 50 on them like two weeks ago. Right. That's why I didn't even get the comments made by like... Because no he hasn't played there since 2019. Cares. He just scored 50 against them three weeks ago. Who is he ducking? What is it about Denver? 
with the elevation, y'all really think that's why he won't play a guy who's the MVP of basketball scared of the elevation? Right. Like, what are we talking about right now? But that obviously, man, if that man would have played that night, he would have cooked barbecue chicken. They both would have cooked. Jokic would have played well, and then he would have played well. If you think the elevation would have stopped Joel Embiid, well, you're Paul, drunk. Paul Reed had 30 that game when subbing in for him. Paul Reed can score 30, but Joel Embiid can't. Yeah. Like, bro, he's not ducking anybody. Man. So, he just played against him a couple weeks prior. I don't care if he hasn't played there since 2019. Let's stop it. They're just looking for something. Yeah. They're reaching. It's a good segue into playing in Denver in the altitude. Your dad's first game coaching against the Bucks. The first game he decided to do it is yeah, it on the road against the champions. And I, I mean, from what I gather, is the hardest place to play in basketball. Um, obviously, they lost last night by six. But yeah. people, what, what, did you, what did you like and what did you not like about Doc's first game? Uh, well, I thought it was a great game. They just yeah. lost to the best team in basketball, you know, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah, I guess until they're dethroned. Right. But we've had Boston as the best team all year. But whatever, Denver. They lost to Denver. So that's the ceiling, right? That's what they got to get to. It's his first game. They did look better defensively. Um, so we'll see. They got to build. I don't want to overreact. We just learned this lesson Yeah. with James when his first five, six games were terrible and everybody was just absolutely clowning the Clippers. And then now like they're the hottest team in basketball. James is fitting like a glove there. No one really talks about it anymore. I don't want to start that type of nonsense. He's like, oh, they lost the first game. They're on one with him. Like, bro, they're on the road versus Denver in his first fucking game. They don't right. have any real chemistry yet. He hasn't even bonded or have built a real relationship with the players. He even got to get through to them. They haven't practiced his defense, his technique, his schemes, whatever he's got. That hasn't even been displayed. Last night was just an example of the direction they're headed, and it already looked good. It looked better. It's a good game. They lost. But they don't need to beat Denver now. They need to beat Denver come, what, March? March? I'm sorry, April? Yeah, well, this yeah. is a college basketball guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, they need to beat them in April. June. June, yeah, that'd be June. I guess that'd be the finals, right? Yeah. So they don't need to beat them now. They need to beat them in June. Right. So, you know, that's where they got to get to. Um, so it, it looked promising. We'll see. Yeah. All right, so there's two teams I wanted to talk about. We already talked about one, actually, the Heat lost seven straight. So you said you're not worried about them at all. The Knicks have won seven straight. How impressed are you by them? I am. I am impressed. The trade looked good. I think a lot of people had concerns losing that type of scoring. You know, you lose quickly. You lose R.J. Barrett. These are both guys who are capable of going for 20 points a night. You lose a lot of points on the board are gone. You bring in a guy like OG who can score, but he's not like thought of that way. But he's a tough, grind it out, kind of do all those little things, which is a guy that Tibbs loves. He's really fitted well. He reminds me of a Luol Deng type role for one of his teams. Yeah. Jalen Brunson says Derrick Rose. Um, by comparing them, I'm just saying that's like his Derrick. Although Brunson's numbers, I think, are very similar to what Derrick put up that time. Um, maybe even better. Uh, OG's kind of that Luol Deng. You know, I don't know what Randall is. He didn't really have that, but that's a whole other aspect. But the Knicks are good. They're good and short. I like Josh Hart. Um, I like DiVincenzo for them. You know, you got guys who can hit shots, guys who can play defense, athletic, strong. They got chemistry there. They all went to Villanova together with Brunson. Uh, they're good. I like their team. But the playoffs are going to be tough, man. They can defend. And they got guys that could score an offense. And if Brunson can play at this level of superstar plays, playing like a superstar, uh, with Randall, which we have concerns about with a dislocated shoulder, if he can get back and then will he be yeah. right enough? It's so funny because, you know, you'll hear people say, you know, they should trade Randall or they're hot and cold with Randall. And now that he's out, they're like, we need Randall back. It's a, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's one of those things where you, you you won't miss him until he's gone. Yeah, everybody's like, Randall, what can we get for Randall? And Randall just like, oh, our season's fucked, man. <laughs> Randall's gone. I'm like, bro, what, what, what are we doing here? No, that's, a, that's a funny point. But yeah, they're good. Yeah, and with Tibbs coaching, who's a valid coach, you know, um, their team come playoff time that you got to worry about. Right. Yeah. So uh, another team, let's stick in the Eastern Conference. We have to talk about them because they are playing really well. We talked about them a little bit before, but the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Clippers go into Boston, smack Boston. The game wasn't even close, and then the Cavs last night beat that Clippers team. They did what Boston couldn't do. Are you impressed by the Cavs? And they haven't been fully healthy yet. They're you know Darius what? Garland back. They just got Evan Mobley back. Garland's been out since, what, December, mid-December. I have been impressed with the Cavs that they've been able to play this well without one of their key guys, probably or the second best player on the team. That's also, at the same note, my worry a little bit for them. Yeah, why aren't they as good when they're all why, full Why strength? aren't they as good when they're all fully healthy? And why hasn't Garland and Mitchell worked as well as it should, in my yeah. opinion? Garland is highly skilled, can shoot, has that ball on the string, 
Nasty handle, actually. Good vision. He's not a great defender, but okay. A lot of great players in the league. Talked about earlier, no one in the NBA is a good defender yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So he's on the list with everybody else. So what difference does it make? Donovan Mitchell is an unbelievably talented scorer. Okay? So just those two together need to be like running and gunning more. And it hasn't looked as clean. And they haven't won as many games as we thought. You know, we always talk about Cleveland being like, why aren't they as good as we, why aren't they better? Evan Mobley, I, I, I still, like, I, I think this guy can fucking be like a star. I, I, I really do, man. Yeah. I think Evan Mobley has star potential. I don't know his motor and I don't know him as a person. So I can't speak on if he has the personality to be one. If he has that mentality and like hunger and killer edge to be one. I, I don't know those answers. But from a view of a basketball standpoint, Evan Mobley should be like 18 and 10 yeah. a night, second or third in the NBA blocks. Like that's 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 where I see Evan Mobley at. I think Evan Mobley in today's NBA and how guys at his size can score and move, if he can run and improve like his skill set, maybe just a couple of dribbles off the face off, face up, pick and roll, lobs, clean up shits around the basket, work the baseline, a little mid, pick and pop, LaMarcus Aldridge type shit. That's what he should be watching, shit like yeah. that. Like a guy like that, bro, that should be averaging 20 points a game, dog. 10 rebounds, but he hasn't been able to do it because he don't get the ball a lot of those as well. So then you have Garland and Mitchell, Garland, and Mitchell. you have Jared Allen. And you have, it's, it's, well, Jared Allen's a guy that's, he don't need the ball. He could do all the yeah. other stuff. Like, But it should be those three. They have like a big three if they work together. You know what I mean? And they're all young, right. relatively. Donovan's a little older, but still he's young. Like that's that's that could work. But it hasn't. They're working really well now, and Darius is not there. So it's just like, what's going to happen here? And then there's been these questions all season long about Donovan Mitchell's future there. And I think that is not going to resign cloud. there. He's I definitely think... gone. He's going to the Knicks. He's going to the Knicks. All these Thank things. You, maybe yeah. that's true. Maybe that's not. But they're like playing so well now. You got to wonder, like Donovan, if this shit works, like you guys could actually have a good team there. Why hasn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. I worry about them when when Garland gets back. How well it's going to look? Right. So Garland had his best season when the Cavs were seven seed. They lost in the play-in before before Mitchell got there. Yes. Um. So he had his best season. He was an All Star that year before Mitchell got there. And yes, Mitchell's an unbelievable player. But there is a cloud. I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that of Garland's future there. Right. Like you want to celebrate the Cavs and say this might be the future team of the East and yada yada yada. But there's a cloud over there. We know he's a free agent after next summer. And I just yeah. I just think that's the issue, and that's why they're kind of flying under the radar, and they haven't been able to do it at full strength. And I think the last thing that we've talked about before is the way they lost to the Knicks last year, and they essentially have the same team back besides Struess. The way we saw them lose to the Knicks, it's just tough to kind of maybe believe them. It's more of a let's wait and see in the playoffs, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't – we just expected more of a competitive series between yeah. those two teams. And that's what you want from them this year. Uh, you know, I, I I still think like those three, I don't know, maybe I'm delusional in that thought. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like Evan Mobley, Garland and Mitchell, like if they could really like tap in, could be something special. Um, so we'll see. You know, last year, obviously in the playoffs, they underperformed. The Knicks, you know, beat them up pretty good there. Was it a five game with the five games? Yeah. Um, you know, wasn't wasn't as competitive as we wanted it to be, or we thought it was, the series was going to be like a seven game series. Right. You know, we always get that with like the Hawks, Knicks, like you know, battles. But they just were the superior team. So, you know, from a toughness standpoint, they just out toughed them last year. It felt like they bullied them a little bit. Yeah. So I hope to see, and the Knicks even got even tougher. You know what I mean? They're even better this year. So like that's where you're seeing the Cavs have the success. Okay. When Garland comes back, can we still see it? And in the playoffs, can you guys be competitive? Can you guys go make some trouble? Go make a little run. You second, know what I mean? Well, I want to see you in the second round. Yeah, let's see you in the second round, man. Yeah. Like, beat, win the first round, second round. Oh, shit, the Cavs are still here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I want to talk about them. So, we'll see. Yeah, let's make it tough for Donovan Mitchell to leave, right? Because it's easy for him to leave if, if... Yeah, yeah, if you lose first round, it's nasty again. Then Donovan's like, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, if this right. is something where y'all go second round and go six, seven games, like, everybody's like, shit, this team's pretty good, bro. Like. You know, now you you sign a max deal and stay. Right. You don't get max regardless. Yeah. So like it's just about where can you go and have some success at competing and winning. You know what I mean? Right. Knicks would be lit though. <laughs> yeah. The Knicks would be crazy. If you went to, if you were to play for the Knicks, that'd be stupid. Uh okay, so I saved the best for last for you. Your Timberwolves last night in a matchup between one and two in the West, beat the Thunder on the road. 
I know you saw the game and Ant's comments were funny. Ant's comments afterwards. He obviously is going to get fined. He, he admitted that he's going to take the fine. Um, I know it feels like that. I'm sure sometimes where the refs are just kind of working against you, right? That's how it is sometimes. You know, it tends to feel that way. Um, some nights you're on the right side of it. Some nights you have nights where you're just like, what? Are they trying to, you know what I mean? You feel like it's personal. Yeah. So, but it, they're still able to win. Right. Minnesota's good. So does that does that make strengthen your belief in the Timberwolves, or does it make you more a disbeliever, a non-believer in the Oklahoma City Thunder? It, I'm a believer in the Thunder. I'm just not one of those guys that, like I told you earlier, when I was like, we had this argument a couple weeks ago when you're like, I put like five teams ahead of OKC in the West, and you're like, no way. I was like, bro, they're good. They're just they're, they are really young. Yeah. So when it comes to like the closing games, which they have Shea. Which covers up a lot of like it's a he's a band aid, bro. Yeah. He covers up a lot of little things for them because he's so good. Because they're very young and these guys who they're entrusted are still like learning, bro. Chet, Giddy, Jalen Williams, all hoopers, especially Jalen Williams and Chet. Those two are special, but they're they're very young. Um, whereas, and, and and Shea like his play, his phenomenal play is able to cover up a lot of these things, bro. Um. But when they play teams like the Clippers, I have the Clippers winning. When OKC plays Minnesota, I still have Minnesota winning that series. When OKC plays Denver, I have Denver winning. When they play Phoenix, I have Phoenix winning. I don't think they beat, you know, a lot of those teams in the West. I really don't. Not in a seven-game series. Not yet. They are ready now to compete for one, though. I, I love, like, a scenario where they get, like, an Andre Drummond Someone like that, who like the Bulls are going to move anyways because they're going to probably blow it up. Like, go grab an Andre Drummond, throw him inside, bro. Good guy, good locker room guy. It's the guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands. He'll dominate rebounding and blocking shots and just playing hard. Good personality, low maintenance, low, friendly contract. Grab a grab an Andre Drummond. Put some size next to Chet. Let him be a roamer. Just, just for the matchups. Just, just in case when you do run into Jokic. Well, you're going you to have to. You're going to have to. Or he's yeah. going to have to guard Carl Towns or something. He's going to have to guard someone big, bro. If he's yeah. going to guard the good teams. He's gonna be, and even even like in the games where they play like the Suns and shit. Like they have Nurkic down there and shit. Like So he'll be either guarding Kevin Durant, which is very hard. And then he gets a break guarding a guy who's like 100 pounds heavier than him. It's not what you want. You need a guy, a bruiser down there who's got experience and can guard. You got Andre Drummond who can already block shots himself. Swatting shit in the air with Chet coming his weak side—that's great rim protection. Yeah, and have you been, and, he's a, have you and, been, he, and he's a lob threat. Have you been tracking Andre Drummond's numbers this year? His per thirty-six is like Will Chamberlain type of <laughs> shit. He'll play like fifteen minutes and get fifteen he's to ten. A, he's, a, he's a rebounding machine. Yeah, he's a rebounding machine. Yeah. He would be perfect for the Thunder and yeah. it would give them some some size to where like now in the playoff series it's a little different. Yeah, they go play against you know Denver. They do got a footer that can go out there and at least try to make it as kind of difficult on Jokic right. and now every time Jokic is turning the score Chet's weak side man he's right there like that's a good that's a good sign bro yeah play the Minnesota with Gobert and and Towns like they need size bro they need something in their front court that's a good move for them but uh I still have five or six teams ahead of them right now and I have Minnesota is a very dangerous team in the playoffs I think they're capable of beating anybody I really do the West is fucking wide open. And I've told people this, even though Denver's the best team, I still think there are a couple teams that could get them in a playoff series. Like You can't tell me that the Clippers can't beat everybody in the West. They could easily do it. I, I, I like the Suns. I don't think the Suns could beat... I don't think the Suns could beat the Clippers or the Nuggets yet. I don't know. I have to see them play better together. Yeah. As of right now, like to ask Devin and Kevin to like, just, do you see how well Devin and Kevin have to play right now for them to be winning these games? Or even they lost to Magic. Devin had fifty, bro. Do you understand? Like in a playoff series, to be able to do that four times to to advance versus a team like Denver is like it's silly to ask somebody to be able to do that all series long. Whether it's first round, second round, especially if it's later in the playoffs. Right. Third round, bro, you're already cooked your body. Like you're asking this guy to have like 40, 50 just for us to compete. Meanwhile, Denver swing, swing, backcourt, swing, swing. Like, bro, it's exhausting to guard. It's like, that's how the Warriors, you couldn't beat them. Right. You'd have to be, bro, James would have to be exceptional on offense in Houston and have 50 or 40. Meanwhile, we're going back in transition. Pass, pass, back cut, pass, pass, three, steal, three. Like, bro, it's exhausting, bro. I don't think you could beat a team like Denver or a team like the Clippers who even have phenomenal ball movement, but let alone ISO play with their guys. So if 
the Suns can tap into that more, like we said. Brad becoming like a Ray well, Allen type shit. So I have shit. a question then. So you have your James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. You're, you're three on the Clippers, and you have your three here with Beal, Durant, Booker. Why do the Suns look to you well, as less of a threat as the Clippers? For one, the Clippers have a much better overall team in terms okay. of surrounding cast. I love Eric Gordon. I love Grayson Allen. Uh, they've played really well. Grayson Allen's played fucking, he's had a great year with the Suns. Um, with that being said, you know, in terms of depth, you know, the Clippers have it. I, lo- I love Tice as, as a role player. Um, uh, I love Zubak as a role player. They got guys like Covington. Uh, no, Covington is, I'm sorry. Um, um, uh, they have guys like... Uh, Norman Powell. They have Nor- guys like Norman Powell, uh, 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 Terrence Mann. You're getting Russ for, the, for a short Ru- amount of time, but it's explosive. No, yeah, you got Russell Westbrook as a backup. Yeah. Like just from a... They don't even play Bones Highland. Bones Highland's like a, a very explosive scorer. And Brandon Boston. These, those guys don't even play. Yeah, PJ Tucker doesn't even play. You know and, what I mean? Like, I don't know if you meant you said Terrence Mann. Yeah, Terrence Mann. I said Terrence Mann. Yeah. Like they they got talent, bro. They got a right. talent, and then you got the the big three, and then the big common denominator or the different difference between the two is the guy that got the most shit out of all of this is James. James is a brilliant passer. He's a brilliant passer, right. and he's playing off the ball a little bit more, and he's he's setting guys up. He knows right. this later in his career. He knows he doesn't have this in the Philly situation where he's got to be Batman and Robin and he has to average like 25 to keep up with Joel's 30. Those two stars are doing that. Yeah. He gets to just be 16 to 17. That's a great point, too. We talked about the Suns not having a point guard, and you have James Harden, who's led the NBA last year. And, and assists, that's their point guard. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's, the, that's, that's the, the difference. difference. Yeah. Not to say Brad's a problem, but Brad's like a Ray Allen type. Why did Brad work? No, no, their point guard was fucking Rajon Rondo. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. So that's why that worked, bro. You had the greatest passing point guard at that time. With Kevin, Paul, and Ray. That was the that was the X factor for the Celtics was fucking Rondo. Yeah, that's a good point too. So Rondo's like, emergence as, as, as a star, as a star made, made those Celtics made team. Made that Celtic team work so well. Yeah. It, it, it escalated. That's why they won first years. They got this play from Rondo that no one expected. Like right. Everybody thought Rondo was good, but this, he wasn't a top five pick in the draft. This is a guy who got drafted and was like, whoa, this guy is fucking special with his vision yeah. and his feel as a point guard and a leader. So much so that him and Ray Allen used to butt heads. This guy's a rookie. Like, he had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like... Then he went to Dallas and followed Rick Carlisle. Yeah, the guy's just... The guy's, the guy's just... You know, it's one of those guys that's just like, he needs to kind of be... In, he's a control freak. needs to be the smartest guy in the room. Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that was the difference, right? So, um, you have that there. Phoenix doesn't have that. There's just based off, like, ISO scoring. So, that's why people talked about, you know, Devin being more of a playmaker, too. So you could get Brad going, but if you do that, you're not getting 50 from 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 Devin anymore. Yeah, and he's such a special score. Yeah. So their dynamics different. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's well, I think, that's why I think the, you hit it on the head. You don't want to. You don't. A 50 is a lot better if it's if it's just because he's on fire that game, and it's not out of necessity. If you need to get 50 to win the game, that's just a little different. Especially like Brad, uh, Devin Booker last year in the playoffs was getting those big numbers. It was out of necessity. They needed him to do that just to compete. It's different than. Uh, just a more well-rounded team, but then maybe a guy goes off for 50. Yeah, like, because he's hot. James can have a game in the playoffs where he goes for 40 yeah. if he gets hot, but it's not out of necessity. Not, yeah, exactly. No, that's Paul George and Kawhi. Right. That's his, that's his third option guy. Yeah. Let alone if, if Russell has a game where he goes for 20. Yeah. He's not even like in the picture. Yeah. Like that's how good they are. Yeah. That And then they have guys like their Terrence Manns and Norman Powell who's consistently getting like a 20 piece. Right. You got Zubak, Mason Plumley is another big they have. So they have size, multiple guys. Tice, Plumley, Zubak. They went and got size. They're all agile, can do the pick and roll. They don't try to do anything out of their wheelhouse. You have shooting, you have scoring. They're very, and they're very well coached. Yeah. They're a very well-rounded team, bro. The Clippers right. are good. That's a good team, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we have to just give a little special shout out. Kawhi Leonard's having a great season and it's, it's really gone under the radar. And in another year, maybe... He got all-star starter. Uh, no, he didn't. I thought uh, he did. Oh, no, he didn't. He didn't no. make it. That, that, that's another one that surprised me a little and, bit. And another, in another year, Kawhi would be like in some kind of like MVP talk. Who knows what the season he's having. He's having an unbelievable efficient year. But he's just going under the radar. But I think that actually works in the Clippers' benefit this year. Yeah. That everything they're doing is kind of under the radar. Under the radar, no pressure. Let's just go to playoffs, see what happens. They're going to yeah. be dangerous. We're right. the team that everybody shitted on a couple weeks ago saying this isn't going to work, and now it's working really well. Let's just let's keep this train going. We haven't done anything yet. Yeah. We're going to the playoffs. We're not the team that has to win. We're the team that's going to compete to win, though. Yeah. I, bro, I'm telling you, it's going to be Clippers. I don't know how the seating is going to end up, so they might have to run into each other quicker. But if they're on the opposite sides in the West, yeah. Clippers-Nuggets in the conference finals. 
Clippers and Nuggets in the conference finals. Yeah. Um, it would be nuts if the Clippers went to the finals, bro. If you get James and those guys in the finals, that'd be sick. Yeah. And if you get Yoke, it's going to be a contest to see how many scratches Jokic can get on his arm versus <laughs> how many bloody noses Daniel Tice can get. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a brutal series. It's <laughs> a good bloodbath. That's going to be a bloodbath, bro. Zubak and them are going to be worn. Have you ever seen Zubak play against fucking Denver? Like, he'll be in foul trouble. It's like the third quarter. He's on the bench in foul trouble. He's just like, <laughs> it's just always, it's a physical game. Those yeah. guys are just climbing. Yeah, it's nuts. A lot of beef in that burger. Uh, all right, man. That's a good place to stop. Um, we will see you guys later on in the week. Y'all stay safe. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like um, our Instagram, the Off Guard Podcast, as well as on TikTok. Uh, and also make sure to continue to... I'm going to start to get a little bit more active on the Twitter. That's what I was going to say. You know what? We want them to get more active. I need you to get more active. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to get more active on my Twitter. Uh, I would love to engage with you guys, people who are listening. We can get more engaged on the Off Guard, even podcast handle. Getting out there, asking some more questions as these weeks really are going to go by pretty quick in terms of the trade deadline and all the stuff that's going to be out there. So anyways, like, subscribe, follow us, um, and y'all have a safe week. We'll see y'all later. Be easy.